question I have for us today is who do you want to lead us? Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show, tagging a friend, subscribing, liking on YouTube. That stuff really helps us keep on going. Another 400 episodes, then it's all thanks to you guys. So I really appreciate you. You can email me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all of the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. You can also become a Fight Life Feast member. Member, go over to flfnetwork.com, put in HGBT in the checkout field. You'll get a mug, you'll get a T-shirt, you'll get $100 off conference, and you'll get tons of exclusive content behind the paywall. I don't know of any other subscription right now that is offering a shirt, a mug, and $100 off a conference. Plus, of course, all of the great show content. Speaking of the show content, the Cross Politic guys and Doug Wilson had a phenomenal live show on Facebook. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be doing with that show, but I highly, highly, highly recommend every single one of you to go and watch it as I did. Uh, Doug Wilson has an immense ability to say the things that need to be said that no one else is saying. And he knows exactly what topics to hit, exactly how to say it, exactly how to draw contrast out. And it's refreshing, it's needed, and um, yeah, so I just can't, I can't communicate enough, obviously, by me starting to slow down, trying to figure out the words to say for you to go over and see it. It's really important. Uh, That was just a phenomenal, phenomenal interview. Tomorrow or today, as you are listening to this episode, on Reform Jellicle, we're going to have Pastor Tom Buck come out. He's an SBC pastor from Texas. Funny guy. I just um, so excited that he agreed to come on our show, talk with AD and myself. Uh, he is just a crack up on Twitter. I laugh all the time. Um, so we're going to be talking about that and talking about our questions of when we go back, when the church should go back, what's going on in the SBC, what should we do when the government starts throwing people in jail. And um, I want to talk about G3 too. He's a director of... Um, it's the, some committee there. I forgot what it is off the top of my head, but I want to talk about that because I went to G3 for the first time this last year. We did a bunch of stuff with CrossPolitik, and it was a great conference. And what a blessing is it, too. I was just thinking about this before it was coming on, that that conference landed at the exact perfect time where it was not going to be canceled this year and most likely won't be canceled next year. It's in the beginning of the year on January. So praise God for that. That is a phenomenal conference. Um, Josh Bice does a phenomenal job running that thing. But okay, let's get into it. So I want to start, I had to train the thought for the topics for this, of who do you want to be your leader? I was talking with a friend of mine who is a leader himself, and we are like-minded in a lot of ways. Characteristics, personality, different. I'm way more outgoing, um, and that's that's fine. But as far as values, understanding biblical principles and how they apply to the Bible and how they apply to our leadership and all those things, um, we are right in line with. And we were talking about how not only is Jesus, and this is I've shared this on the show before, not not only is Jesus the perfect example for us from a spiritual perspective, that is, we should look to him and how to live a spiritual life. But he's the perfect man in every aspect, including business, including leadership. And that's very true. And so 
understanding that it's not just some philosophical point for us to believe or some argument to make in a debate or on Twitter or whatever, but it's what we can use as a foundation to build on in our lives. So when we are looking for what good leadership looks like, when we are looking for how we can improve our leadership characteristics, when we can look to how do we improve our business acumen, I firmly believe that we can go to Jesus's life and take those principles and apply them to our business, to our leadership style, to our work ethic, all of the above. Every area of life we can apply Jesus's life to and learn from, improve on, and become more effective and better um, in every way possible. AD and I talk about only Ford Jellicle a lot, the general, the general equity of the law. And this is a reform term, but I hear it a lot from AD and we talk about it on AD. So that's why I say it from there. And the idea is that we don't in, impose the Old Testament laws that are definitely for a different time, but we try to examine the general equity of it. That is the heart of the law, the the meat behind it of what is the purpose of the law? What is the application of this law and how do we apply it to today's world? And I think this is what we need to be doing with Jesus's life today with our leaders is what is the general equity of what Jesus did in his ministry and how do we take those principles? How do we take how he spoke to people, how he communicated? How do we do those things and apply it to our life today? I've been talking a lot, and this might seem a little off track, but I promise you this is right up the alley of my question of who do you want to lead us? I was talking a lot with people in social media today, and we were specifically talking about Florida. I live in Florida, and I would sent a tweet out encouraging Ron DeSantis, our governor, to, hey, keep, keep on going, stay strong, don't give in to the pressure, keep our state open. And as you can imagine... Because there is hysteria, because there's misinformation, because there is this new new virus that has legitimate consequences, there are people sick, there are people dying from it. All of this truth, half-truth, uncertainty, gray area, the media doing what they do, the left wing being political, there's all of this stuff going on that emotions are high and people are responding angrily, people responded to me angrily, we got in debates. Constantly, I'm just an overreaction of what we should do. And unfortunately, later on in the day, Ron DeSantis uh, actually caved and put a stand in whatever it's called, stay in your homes order in for Florida. Um, which it would have been nice if we did that earlier in the day, so I wouldn't have to waste so much time defending my encouragement for him. And then he drops the ball. And I was thinking from that, the... The, one of the benefits, there are so many benefits to God's judgment. And again, I, know, I agree that we shouldn't call everything bad that happens with God's judgment. But when you start to see God working in these things, I'm not even saying that it, let's just say it this way, that God is working in this time and he has a purpose for all of this. Let's just leave it at that. It'll be less controversial. And one of the things that he's doing is drawing out who people really are. Individuals, Twitter, family members, church people, church friends, church brothers and sisters, our neighbors. Because in adversity is when 
not when we see the best in people, but when we see people. Adversity doesn't bring out the best in people. It brings out the person. You show your true colors in adversity. And so too, and this is where it comes back to my question of who do you want to lead us? We are seeing an eclectic group of leadership through the state governors, through Donald Trump, through the Senate, through the House. And we're seeing different responses. We're seeing different leadership styles. We're seeing different approaches. We're seeing wisdom and we're seeing foolishness. Unfortunately, the foolishness is by far outweighing, outweighing the wise decisions by our leadership. And it's too late for us to change leadership now. We are stuck with the choices we've made. We have to bear the consequences of not doing our due diligence, of voting in people that are fools, voting in people that aren't good leaders, that aren't godly leaders, that aren't bringing us back to Christ, not bringing us back to repentance. We are dealing with poor leadership in our businesses who don't know how to manage crises or don't know how to lead a, work floor, a workforce, how to lead in the sense or in the midst of layoffs, how to motivate a team. This is a curse that comes during, during adversity. Oftentimes, you can have and get away with poor leadership with fools in office, business, government, when everything's going well. But the adversity brings out people. Not the best in people, it brings out people. People reveal who they are in the midst of adversity. And so let's take this as a lesson. In this time, let's take note, let's be wise, because we can't go back and elect new leaders for today. But in next election cycle, November, two years after that for the Senate, four years after that for presidency, there's going to be people that are governors today running for presidency. There's going to be mayors running for Senate seats. There's going to be councilmen running for Orange County or the county controller. I grew up in Orange County. That's why I said Orange County. Uh, there's going to be people leading right now that have no business in leadership running for office. We have managers reporting to us in our businesses that are doing a terrible job, that are going to be applying for director jobs. We have directors applying for VPs. We have VPs applying for C-level positions. And we need to take note as someone who is submitting to leadership or has people under you that report to you that are in leadership positions as well. We need to keep careful eye and be wise ourselves to be able to, as best as possible, put in place people that have good leadership skills, good leadership traits that are wise and not fools, that are people that are leading well in these times, that find people rallying around them. And we need to look for the people that do it poorly and get them out of leadership positions. Get them out of leadership positions. In a business context, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to fire them. But it's most likely a bad leader does not enjoy his job. And most times, a poor manager does not enjoy being a manager because they don't have the skills. And so maybe instead of firing them, it's, hey, 
why don't you just go work as an engineer? Why don't you go work as an electrician, a plumber, or a master apprentice, or whatever it is, not even a demotion, but just in another vein to really um, or put them in a place of their strengths. And that's what we should be doing no matter what level of leadership that we are in as far as organizational management is we need to evaluate our resources, we need to identify our strengths, identify our weaknesses in our employees, in our company as a whole, or an organization as a whole, whatever it may be, church, nonprofit, business, government. And we need to align people to create the biggest amount of synergy and play to their strengths and have them subsidized by other people that have strengths in their weaknesses. And the more that you can do that, in leadership especially, the more successful you are going to be. So that is something I want us to take note of as business professionals and then also as citizens of the United States and also church members. If you vote for a board, I don't know how you do it. You vote for pastoral authority. I don't know how you guys do it depending on your church structure. Um, those are all things that would be wise of us to keep in mind now during adversity. Because once things start to go back to being good or better, people can hide easy, more easily. They can suppress their character. They could hide and kind of scoot under the rug with their poor decisions. You can't do that in adversity. So be wise. I just got some more Kingsman grooming product stuff. I bought it myself. It's fantastic stuff. I heard today people giving me feedback from the show. They heard about it and they bought the products. They went over to kingsmangroomingpros.com and they were telling me how much they love it. And I'm telling you, you're going to love it too. Go over to Kingsman Grooming Products. Go to kingsandgroomingpros.com. They got pre-shave, aftershave, beard bombs, beard oils, lotions, leather products, stuff that you use on your beard, on your skin, on your travels. Well, you're not traveling right now, but you will travel again. Go over to kingsandgroomingpros.com. Get high-quality products. Get 10% off when you use HTBT and support a Christian small business. It's a win-win-win. Go over to kingsandgroomingpros.com and do yourself a favor. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Go get some of the product and let me know what you think. Email me, direct message me, tweet me, Facebook me. I'd love to hear it. I've not heard one negative response or review from it. Not from how it works, not from how it feels, not how it smells, nothing. Everyone loves it. Do yourself a favor. Go over to kingsmangroomypros.com. Pick up a bottle. Pick up whatever. <laughs> whatever they have. Just pick it all up or order it. You don't have to pick it up because you're not going to the store. I talked about, I don't know, maybe three or four shows ago, three or four shows ago, there was going to be a phase four stimulus push. Now, I don't like calling them stimulus packages because that's not what they are. These are not stimulus packages. Don't let them tell you it is. If it was they wouldn't be talking about a fourth stimulus before the third stimulus has even gone into effect. Have you got your check yet? I haven't got my check yet. Have you gotten your business loan yet for your small business? I haven't gotten my small business loans. I'm not applying for them in full disclosure, but it just sounds good if we go back and forth a few times. Before the bill even took effect, they were already talking about it and they're talking about it now. And they're talking about things in this phase four bailout, phase four push, phase four you know, pork, 
whatever you want to call it, do not call it a stimulus, because if it was a stimulus, they would wait to see how effective the third one was, but they didn't. They're already trying to push crap down our throats. They're already trying to use this crisis to get their agenda across. See, there hasn't been much work going back and forth between Congress. I mean, there has been stuff. But there hasn't been a lot of the big stuff that the Democrats want to get through. And this is their opportunity, and they know it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. I believe that's Saul Alinsky from Rules for Radicals. One of the things... Well, I'm okay. I'm going to get to Nancy Pelosi's ask. But I want to say this. I saw a tweet from Charlie Kirk. I hope it's satire, but I don't think it was. Where he is asking for a bailout for college students. Defer college payments freeze college tuition, do all these things that no conservative has any any business talking about the government doing. America, if we lose our greatness, it's going to be because, it's going to be written about, it's going to be known that it's because we looked to the government to solve the problems that government created, conservative and progressive alike. It's just, there's so much disgusting stuff that happens because again, adversity brings out people. It doesn't bring out the best of people. It just brings out people and who they are. And got to remember that. So when you see conservatives lobbying for bailout packages, lobbying for people to not take responsibility for their own actions, take note and remember so that you don't get caught up following them into destruction, into foolishness. Because that's what it is. That's what it is. Nancy Pelosi, what she wants in her fourth phase for, you know, ramming down our throats as American deal. She wants Democratic states, or she wants the SALT exemption to be reversed. And what that is, is that it says in the new tax code that states can only write up write off up to $10,000 of state taxes. So if you live in New York, you live in California, Democrat progressive states that love taxing you, before that last uh, tax cut came through, you were able to write off what you paid to the state in taxes so you didn't have to pay them to the government, the federal government. And what SALT came in and said, whoa, 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 you can only write up write off up to $10,000. And what it was, was a tax increase, a tax, because you limited the write-offs for people in effect of over $100,000. If you made under $100,000, then it, this didn't really impact you one way or another. You always, you already, you already took a deduction. You didn't really do the write-offs or you only had $10,000 write-off. You didn't really have any more after all said and done. But now, through this phase four deal that they're masking and lying to you about as a stimulus, she wants that removed, which is funny to me because haven't we heard our whole lives that the Democrats are trying to cut taxes for the poor and not the rich, and the Republicans are the ones trying to cut taxes for the rich and not the poor? But we see it's the exact opposite, and they're using this disaster to do that. I'm really, really skeptical of this whole thing. I know it's real. I know people are dying. I know people are going to the hospital. I know people are really sick. 
But what is happening here is what is creating so much hysteria. The press, I sent out a page, a post of the press saying the exact opposite things about this thing that I can't mention or this won't get played. And then this week they're saying the exact opposite. They're going back and forth, criticizing Trump for doing too much, criticizing Trump for not doing enough, saying that the, this whole thing is just like the flu, saying today it's not like the flu, saying and having all these models that are from global warming models projecting four or five times more of the disaster that it actually is bringing. All of this stuff and combined with the Democrats using this opportunity to ram all this stuff through and the Republicans going along with it, it just makes me really skeptical. And again, I ask you to close this out. Who do you want to lead you? Take note. Remember how people are acting in this time. Adversity does not bring out the best in people. Adversity brings out people and who they really are. Let's go out, be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.